0: Welcome back everyone. It is El Boogie aka Lauren. Uh, It is 6am on uh, Eastern Standard Time on June 17th, Sunday. Uh, Just so you guys know, it is Father's Day, so oh my gosh, if you forgot your card, go run over to CVS or wherever you go and get your cards and go get it immediately. Because he's looking for one. Um, And because I'm in the kind of financial straits that I'm in, I'm going to go old school and make a card. But the cool thing is that because you're a writer, any regular card can just turn into a really awesome personalized card. So you're in the best state to be able to do that, which is fantastic. Um, Hope everyone's having a good week, well weekend, um, and getting ready to gear up for the week. Um, I know I did uh, so this is actually the last day of the um, American Black Film Festival that's here in Miami Beach. The, today is Community Day, where they have um, some very interesting um, industry people at a different location than the original location. Originally, the location from uh, Wednesday through Saturday has been at the Lowe's Hotel. Miami Beach has kind of been home base. Um, where there's been events around that area, like at the Betsy hotel and the new world center just the other day where they had, uh, the Ryan Coogler, um, big conversations, um, talk that was like the big marquee event. Um, but, um, today it's again, open to the public, which is fantastic. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can bring my summer intern for that. Uh, he. Uh, as a former high school student of mine. He's, a high, he's in still high school, but I taught him last year, and uh, he is interested in acting. Uh, so I said, okay, uh, well, you to do your homework, so you got to check out the website. Check out, more importantly, the app for the festival, and uh, figure out what events you want to go to, and we will accommodate you. Um, and, you know, through all the stuff that I've been getting for the, for the events I've been covering, I have a lot of uh, extra stuff that I don't necessarily need or duplicates of things that I don't necessarily need. So I've kind of made him his own little swag bag. So he'll, I'm sure he'll have a get a kick out of that. Um, so my assessment uh. basically for the American Black Film Festival has been pretty, you know, positive. Uh, I think that, you know, they've upped the ante from, if compared from last year to this year in that the, you know, the quality of talent has been there. Um, unfortunately, Jada Pickett Smith didn't come, um, but, um, and, uh, Mac Wilds was able to come, who, again, if you know, if you have a, a millennial in your household, you know, they know the show 90210, um, he was in the, sh- in that, that reboot, recent reboot on CW, on the CW, but he's also a really Aww. great R&B artist, his album, um, you can find it on Spotify, is very good, really, really, really awesome, check it out, um, he came, uh, there was the big Superfly movie premiere that's opened the seat, opened the, a festival that was held at the Fillmore Miami Beach, same venue as where Janelle Monet is going to be coming to, so hopefully a will some grease and some, re- uh, some contacts there so that I'll be able to go see the concert because it looks fantastic. Uh, and pretty much the bulk of the cast was there including the director, Director X, if you are a big fan of um, 90s and 2000s hip-hop music videos, um, then you probably should credit him for making them so exciting. Uh, uh, so, so you can imagine oh. that putting it on a film as a movie, uh, the level of, of ex- the level of awesomeness is taking it to the next level, of course. Uh, so there was the that opening the opening film. There were a lot of really great seminars, like how to be a showrunner. Uh, there were um, great um, other screenings as well as the Whitney. Um, new movie that's coming out in July that was screened here at uh, the Regal Cinema South Beach over near off of uh, Lincoln Road and it actually was introduced by uh, her sister-in-law and I think was part manager for a time uh, Pat Houston so that was pretty you know significant and I think it's kind of in the same vein as the um, Can I Be Me um, Showtime uh, documentary that we all saw on Showtime that was just like oh ooing and eyeing and seeing the the video footage and hearing from the people that loved her and knew her uh, to get a perspective on, on things in her later years um, and actually to just getting a whole a fuller vi- view of her experience from be- growing up in New Jersey to um, you know meeting Bobby Brown and, and, and her her Aww. years afterward. I think it's going to be that similar kind of exploration in a deeper way um, with, with video footage, which, again, I think that, that's probably the best way to kind of get into that. I know that there's going to be lots of these kind of opportunities to dive into. You know, it's Black Music Month this month in June, so there's going to be a lot of great opportunities to kind of explore her life and her career and how the you know media and, and fans play a role in that depiction and all that stuff. So it's really exciting to see that. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, a lot of other smaller films that uh, were, that did premiere, that were available for uh, the, the public, uh, if you knew of it. Unfortunately, here in Miami, the promotion is not as well done, I would say, as it would be in, new, in new York or LA or Atlanta, um, uh, even Texas, because uh, I met a lot of really great people here who are um, black creatives oh. from all over the country. I'm um, more specifically going to shout out one I got my first interview from. This is uh, DJ Smith. I know I wrote white. I don't know why I was thinking white, but it's Smith. He's from Richmond, Virginia, and he's a big comic enthusiast. He's actually is working on a project or has a project done, but is trying to get permission to be able to release it because it's dealing with a particular um, comic, book, uh, comic book character that he doesn't want to get sued for. Um, so really excited about seeing where that's going to go. I saw a little piece piece of it. I can't talk about the name and footage of it yet, but uh, hopefully once he gets the permission uh, for it, we'll be able to uh, actually be able to review it and, and write a piece on it, and, and, and again have him come back again and or uh, talk about the process. Uh, so that was pretty exciting. A lot of the, yeah, a lot of actors. You know, one actor, uh, his name's Faith Malone. Yeah. Uh, is it his real name probably not um, this energy kind of reminds me of some of my college students that I taught in that they're like like the first semester students who are like still trying to figure out the the rigor and and the kind of maturity you need to have in order to be kind of an independent college student yeah so hilarious super great guy very talented did a film created a film showed me the film looks really good um, but um, yeah, just uh, you know, we're not all perfect. We all have our our flaws and stuff. But definitely very young, and he's a young dad. So uh, yeah, I definitely got a sense that the maturity piece is still kind of in its in its growing process. But we uh, really wish him luck. See how things are going for him, and maybe in the next few months or whatever, and then maybe we'll have to get an interview with him uh, with the progress that he's making. Because again, it's like for me, it's like. You know I hear your project it sounds great I really want to see them I really want to you know cover it and everything but it's more importantly to see where you're doing oh. from it from here because again coming to America Black Films it's expensive uh, he was telling me about his the um, the pass he bought he bought the pass is like uh, over 800 almost $800 pass to go to everything and that was a wide road pass for everything so that's you know from Wednesday to Sunday of, of seminars and and movie movie um, screenings and and being and the seminars more specifically with these industry and executive people, to meet and take pictures and all that stuff. Um, so for so it's it's very you know it's it's you, you know you got to come with come in with the grind of like this is an important networking opportunity that can really make my career if I really play my cards right and really follow up the way I'm supposed to. So I definitely can you know can knock the hustle. I totally understood. Uh, as I said before, I didn't get press credentials this year um, after getting them for the last three years, so um, it was a, kind of a shock. I'm going to be honest. On Wednesday, because again, I had done the application. I have, you know, contacted my had a contact there who was going to follow up for me, and I think she got kind of overwhelmed with stuff and wasn't able to follow up. and And so when I got up there to see what the deal was, she. Uh, wasn't able to help out, so I had to literally kind of be in the lobby of of the, st- of the hotel and kind of like grab pe- grab people and be like, okay, do you want to have an interview? Da da da. And introduce myself and tell them the whole, you know, go through the whole pitch of not even pitch, but just the whole thing of the numbers. Like, okay, three thousand international subscribers that listen that that read the blog, um, two thousand social media followers that more and and up, and um, you know. 50 to, I'm sorry, 15 to 20 hits a week, um, and, you know, show them the numbers and to show them that, you know, a real thing. It's not just something you're making up. Um, and because you're, um, media, or more because you're, um, the content creator, it's really hard to kind of break through. Um, I think the, I think the, um, black creatives get it. So the actors and actors and, and, uh, producers and screenwriters, they understand, they get it better. But I think the larger, um, maybe even the more senior members of you know executives and and stuff are don't understand it completely. Don't really think it's real. It's kind of this like my, my parents' generation, like maybe you know you a baby boomer um, that age, know of it but may not understand how it c- can impact um, positively impact um, uh, attendance. So. Hopefully, um, this year, next year, when they, you know, kind of follow me on Instagram and follow the, the website, um, we'll be able to kind of see what I had been telling them and showing them for the past, you know, three years or so. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. And also, too, I, was telling them the, the, I was telling the ladies at the press rooms, like, you know, you guys need to implement an, an influencer program. You know, where they can get access to the seminars and to the movie screenings that you kind of really want to promote um, and, uh, you know, and address it to our followers, you know, and make it, make it free. Because again, it's, it's really, but you have to understand the relationship, the relationship between influencers and followers means is that when an influencer likes something, and they post it on whatever site, whether it's their social media or on their website itself, that is an average free advertising for whoever, whatever brand, whatever company that this particular influencer likes. And that will generate foot traffic. That'll generate foot traffic. That'll generate people going and buying tickets to whatever the event is. And um, again, and if you have a strong audience, like I've been building for the past five years, thank you guys for riding with me, um, you see how that translates. Like now, you know, I see the engagement. So more importantly, I don't just see the numbers. I see when people are saying things, especially on Twitter. Um, um, I may say something, and then it gets, it, it goes viral, and then it gets reposted and reposted and retweeted, and I get an I get a um, a notification every time that happens. So I think I was watching a, um America. Uh, I was watching yesterday, um AM Joy with uh, Joy Reid on on MSNBC. Joy Reid from Miami, yes, who's also a former blogger, yes, gotta represent. Um, and I think I said something about you know seeing the, they had the, the minister. So one of the ministers from the royal wedding. I spoke at the Royal Wedding and, um, uh, Reverend Barber, who is, uh, for the Poor People's Campaign, uh, and talking about the, the Bible verses that a lot, like, that Sessions, um, it, and other, uh, evangelicals have been using to support or to legitimize ripping, um, immigrant families apart, um, and having kids living, like, in this, like, detention I don't say detention center but just this this root this place that's away from their parents and mm-hmm. um and in waiting for their parents to be finally legalized because they're not again they're not they're in the process of being um becoming American citizens and um so but one of the things I think I was saying like you know it's good that they're using this kind of United Church of Christ intelligence in that um, an empathy that, that discredits this kind of use of, of Bible verses to make it sound like you know that's the only way that you can that uh, to treat people of color. And I said that's just that's just an, that's just a cop out. And someone saw it and, and reposted it and reposted it and retweeted it retweeted it. And I, I still keep getting retweets, so I guess that we can consider that viral. Um, so, examples like that, and there's been a lot of examples like that um, the last few weeks, which has been really encouraging. Um, you know, it's just now we have to kind of translate all of that attention into money. And I have some, I have some meetings coming up uh, with the media people that I met at the Social Media Tech Summit that was here in Miami Lakes about two weeks ago. Uh, and I've got to follow-up on that and see if we can get some partnerships, some sponsorships, uh, and to show my parents that this is a real thing. This is not a, a hobby. <laughs> um, so that's where we're at. Um, so speaking of technology, so, so the way I use technology again is strategic and for a reason and not just to be, you know, on my soapbox to just be on my soapbox. Um, but what I find too is that when we use technology and we focus and we are kind of disengaged in the people that we're contacting or reaching out to, And they decide that it, the way to correspond with another person, especially when it's a big decision or a big um, relationship status change, (laughs) they choose to use that form, um, that medium. And uh, that happened to me yesterday. And uh, you know, go on Facebook. I'm not even going to talk about. I'm not even. I'm not even going to honor the situation with naming the person. He knows who he is, uh, and it just really shows this kind of lack of, of heart, lack of empathy, lack of, like, intelligence to think that you could make a status, like, a relationship status change as easily as you could do it on a Facebook page. Like, you can't pick up the phone and call somebody, or you can't even worse, better yet, be able to talk to someone face-to-face and say, like, oh, you know, I'm really feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm really busy with work, you know, it's really hard for me to be able to go out and do stuff, so is there a way that we can kind of, like, you know, downshift this a little bit for a little while, till I can get things, you know, organized the way I need it to be, and then we can kind of be able to do the stuff? None of that. It was literally a burger, carry, post-it situation. People who are fans of Sex and the City, you know what I'm talking about. That is literally what happened last night. And... It's stupid and unfortunately, millennials and I'm still a millennial. It's crazy, I know. Um, think that that's the way to do things, and it's not. I know I'm used to texting because you know I'm I don't talk. I don't know, I'm used to like saving the voice for for interviews and talking to people directly, um, and in and in meetings and, and stuff like that. But we can't, you know, especially now in the summer where you have the time to be able to talk to somebody face-to-face. There's you, You're you out of school, so you can't use that as an excuse. Um, th- there's certain things that you need to be able to tell someone in person, like not even on the phone, to be able to see someone face-to-face and see their expression and be able to talk to them like a human being. Um, so that, you know, like that's humanity, that's realness. And when you don't do that, like you lose something of yourself. And, and you're losing and more importantly you're, you're losing something on the other side the, pe- the person that has been writing for you the person that cares the person that you know would be a great support and the irony is that this person says all this now like we're you know i can't you know i can't do this whatever whatever the phrasing was and i'm gonna honor it with quoting it right um but um you know, what'll happen is that once he gets the job and the and the money situation organized, he'll meet another person. The person will be my probably won't be my caliber, of course not. And they'll get married and have kids and have the life I deserve. I hate that. That's what happens. I mean, you know, you know, look at people like you know Paula Patton. Paula Patton, actress Paula Patton, look her up. She is amazing. She's an amazing actress. She's a more importantly amazing mom, an amazing human being. Um, y'all know what happened with Rob, with Robin Dick and her. They've been they were together for since they were fifteen years old, one five teenagers. And he decides that somewhere or you know a few years ago that he's too big for being a husband and decides to start playing around you know off of that whole blurred lines stuff and decides to get to shack up with uh, a teenager. and they just had a kid. Um, I think maybe six months ago to a year ago, and it's just like okay, good for you. You got your kid. You know that's fantastic. But I mean, this is Paula Patton. <laughs> Hello, look her up, Paula Patton. P-A, uh, P-A-U-L-A Patton. P a t t o n. Look her up on Instagram. You will know who I'm talking about. So from Hitch, from uh, you know, the main thing I think is from it's from Hitch. But also uh, Just Wright, like W R I T H T, with Queen Latifah. Uh, she's been in a lot of really great movies, and and, and Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, with Tom Cruise, while in and filming when she just had her baby. Like y'all need to, yeah, guys, don't 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 dump a don't dump a Paula Patton, don't dump on, by a text, don't dump a Carrie a Carrie Bradshaw over a text. Or messenger you know don't dump a Beyonce over a text be you know, like don't 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 cuz you will regret it you will totally regret it and it's just not cool okay let's move on the big day yeah. today is father's day so from man who's who's disappointing to a man who has been nothing but uh, be, the opposite uh, my dad uh, it's been such a great uh, dad for me for the last 37 years of my life. I think, you know, the formative years, so like being me as a kid, I think was probably the most impactful for me because it gave me the skills and gave me the kind of self-esteem to know, to know how valuable I am as a person, as a woman, you know, as a woman of color, you know, I mean, for my parents to move to a town of Miami Lakes, which at the time was predominantly white and white um, and be the only family of color for a good I'd say two, two decades minimum because I think they didn't really get incorporated until ten years in um, it was a it was a big deal uh, you know and and for my dad parents only having literally just their college Aww. degrees they moved here with just their college degrees my mother in nursing my dad in political science and you know we know the, the you know the, the the origin stories of those kind of things of having having that just your degrees and being able to find a job being able to find the money to be able to afford the apartment afford the get the furniture you know and then be able to have the stability to like okay let's ha- be able to have kids and then move to a bigger house move to a townhouse and then move into a house with a feet with with a lawn and and stuff um it was a process and i know it wasn't easy i think it, they made it look, at the time when I was a kid, um, natural. That's what I think it was. It felt very natural. I didn't feel weird. I didn't feel different. Um, and going to ballet school, like they put me in ballet school, they put me in piano, prep piano, um, they put me in, um, tennis. Yeah, but tennis didn't take too well. <laughs> uh, I think they wanted me to be a Serena Williams, but, you know you go with your skills, what you're good at, but I was really good in piano, really good in ballet, um, okay in, in, in volleyball, I was not a volleyball person, but, you know, it was more social for me, um, but put me in those things, exposed me to musical theater by going to Broadway, going to the Adrian Arsh Center to find, to see, uh, the Abe Alvin Ailey, um, dance troupe for the very first time, and it was just like, wow. You know, and, I'm, and I was in ballet at the time, so there was no Misty Copeland back then. It was literally like I didn't see anybody that looked like me in my classes for, for a good you know, six years. Uh, so to go to that and to see that was a big deal for me. Um, and to know that that, that that could be me if I wanted to. And um, that, that was very powerful. Um, I was in choir and youth group at my church. Uh, and so I was able to be around people that loved me, that knew me, knew my family. Knew my parents and more importantly learned who I was and knew who I am and, I, and that's and that's the church I still go to uh, and then there I'm, I'm kind Aww. of with the women's, fel- uh, women's fellowship um, in a leadership role so it's it's kind of a full circle moment but I say all that to say my dad you know kind of carved this kind of opportunities for me so that I could succeed and I can know my worth and I can know my value Uh, more than he had, I think, when he was growing up, because he was the son of a a sharecropper in North Carolina, and um, my grandma was um, a homemaker with an 8th grade education, and um, they, you know, and they had the farm on the premises. I've been there um, probably every summer um, of my childhood, Uh, and and the town is called Dunn, D-U-N-N. It's a small, small town outside of Raleigh. Uh, and it literally is like a street, maybe two block street of uh, a dry cleaner, a liquor store, and the uh, and church. <laughs> so, um, coming from that kind of environment and him being one of the youngest in his family, uh, oh. while the rest of his, you know, uh, brothers and sisters were also college educated and went on to amazing things um, to be able to kind of carve out a life for himself, um, for, for, for himself. Um, and for his children, um, was really powerful, and, you know, it's an origin story, you know, you, you know we, I, 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 I was joking with the DJ from, the, from uh, the American Black Film Festival, it's like, what's your origin story? Because it's a comic book um, phrasing, you know, we see our favorite, you know, Black Panther, and, you know, um, and Spawn, and, and, and Blade, and you see, it's like, well, what's his origin story? How did he become what he became? And I think we all have our own origin stories that we all have to you know, embrace and our family's heritage is a part of us. And I think, especially you now on Father's Day, it's important to let your dad know how much they, you're, they appreciated because they do a lot. They work hard behind the scenes, and I think they don't tell you everything because they don't think they want you to feel overwhelmed by what, they, what they're doing. But I think they want you to know that oh. they that they they put in the effort. You know, and I want to give it to the single single moms who are kind of standing in the gap. You know we got the dad got the daddies out there who created life but maybe aren't you know given the quality time that they need their kids need because they really do need it you know go over to go over to your kid's house today seriously go over to your kid's house today you know despite whatever you had with 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 their mother work it out because they need quality time and it's and you know of course paying paying child support is important but quality time is even more important because you can, you know, take care of the clothes with the money, and food, and, and, you know, and schooling with the money, but the time that you have with your, with your child, and telling them that they're valuable, and telling them that they're, that they're important, is something that money can't pay for, money can't buy for them, so it's important that you do that. All right, I went a little over, but I think it was important, so I hope you have a great week, I hope you have a good weekend, and I'll see you around.